0: Hey guys, just a heads up. This is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic
1: Terrorist. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrorist. Jenna and Sarah's here. Hey guys. We have a special guest. I'm going to let Jenna introduce her. I wanted to introduce my friend Corey today. She's a myofacial
0: release physical therapist. And we're obviously trying to include more informational things. this is a therapy that I've been through with her. Gratefully, she's saved my life a couple times now. And I just thought it would be really nice and important information for people to learn. So I'm going to hand the mic over to
2: Corey. All right! All right! So
3: excited
2: well, have- to meet you. Hi! Nice to meet you, Kat. you Sarah. Obviously, I know Jenna. Thanks for having me, you guys. We're oh, very excited. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, as Jenna said, I am a myofascial release physical therapist. I am a PT by trade, but the myofascial release technique is what I have chosen to specialize in. And historically, I came from the outpatient orthopedic world. So, if you sprained your ankle or had surgery. You saw me in the hospital office system or a private clinic system. But I started learning this technique. My first class was in 08 and very quickly realized that this was the way that i needed to fashion the way that i worked with patients so not until a few years ago was i able to start actually using this technique full time i was able to work as a contractor for the united states air force and worked out here at the national guard station out at portland international airport and got to work with a group of guys out there and i was able to do whatever I wanted with them. I was able to work with an athletic (laughs) trainer and a strength coach and then practice this technique wholeheartedly as my primary technique and was amazed to see how they responded with this just being the primary technique that I used. And so within that time, I was able to join forces with the three of my colleagues that I have. Now, so there's four of us that own Portland Myofascial Release. We're down in South Waterfront, and this is our only technique so there's two of us that are pts and two that are massage therapists and this is the only thing that we do it is a specialized form of hands-on technique that utilizes the fascial system that we'll talk about the premise is that it's not just the physical body but that we're getting into the emotional spiritual physical realms of injuries and pain and why we keep coming back to the same issues, ultimately. And the issues are in your tissues, as one of my friends Oh, <laughs> I, <know>. well, I <laughs> like, love yep. that.
1: Yeah, it totally is. I actually heard about you because my mother was referred to go to a therapist like you guys. Hey. And we were at a loss because, we, one, we didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> <And> two, <Yes. laughs> nobody's heard of it. And so my mom's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know. And she's 72. So she yeah. was just referred to go to a myotherapy. Facial. A, mm-hmm. Fascial. Facial. Yep, there it is. Yep. Two months ago. for an, uh, And so your name is flying out of my mouth. Oh, yes. yes. So like, I have yes. a person before no. you. Yeah. <laughs> do not take her anywhere else. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I won't. The thing that's interesting, they did it. She was having a, a pain in her right side of, around the kidney areas. And the only the thing the doctor could find was that maybe it has to do with her liver. They had no idea what it was Mm -hmm. and they just sent her home with pain medicine.
2: So the fascial system is our connective
1: tissue system.
2: Most people have seen, you know, you're cutting a chicken breast and you can see the thin film of tissue that comes off the top and most people get rid of it. It's more than that in that the fascial system is quite literally from the cellular level out. So each cell is encased in fascia. And so the fascial system is one continuous system from head to toe. And we think about it in big structures like the IT band or the thoracolumbar fascia, these big strings of tension within the system. But it comes from the cellular level. So the fascial system at the cellular level is tubules. And so within those tubes, light and energy pass, electricity pass. So okay. it's quite literally how light and energy pass through our whole system. So from the finite point where it is just a small cell to the big, massive structures, it's all one unit. So when we start talking about trauma and what happens over time, that tissue hardens and becomes restricted or becomes more Instead of it being liquid and viscous, it becomes more gelatinous and it adheses. And so, what happens over time, and again, with any kind of trauma physical trauma, emotional, spiritual any kind of belief system that keeps you held in a certain realm that creates adhesions, creates that systemic tightening down, and dis ease comes from that. Almost all diseases can have some attribute of the fascial system being affected in some way. When we're looking at how do we treat hip pain, we're not just treating the hip, we're quite literally looking at the entire body. We'll look at markers, we'll look at alignment, we'll look at your pelvis, how things are rotating or not, where things might be stuck and restricted, but we're looking at that system as a whole. So one of the things I was telling Jenna earlier was when you come in for pelvic issues that we're gonna talk about, we're going to look at your head, we're gonna look at your jaw, we're gonna look at sphenoid. Because there are mirrors, anybody that's had acupuncture is familiar with you know, any Eastern medicine thought, the body has mirrors where there are certain places that are reflective Within the body system, right? You can treat your hands and your feet to treat different issues within the body. Well, the same is true of the way that we're built, in that the pelvis will mirror dysfunctions in the jaw and the sphenoid bone. So somebody's coming in for hip pain, we're not just going to look at the hip. And that's how we can start to make these massive connections to dysfunctions everywhere. Oh, my shoulder was giving me trouble. Okay, now I can feel all the stuff that's waking up in my back. Well, how are those two things related? I don't know. Let's dive into it and figure out what aspects of this that we might be missing.
0: I love this. It's simply because your experience for your mother is like, we don't know. Here's pills. Right. right. How many times in your life, Sarah, in your life, Corey, in my life, have we just been like, oh, yeah, there you go. I don't know. Good luck. Pat on the head. See you later. Especially when it comes to vaginal breath, there's a lot of stuff that women get passed over for. Absolutely. And we're all, it's like, I don't like this medicine thing. So the somatic approach for a lot of things, I do my ear beads, which are not acupuncture, they're acupressure. That was the first time that I was able to lift my arm after two years doing that stuff. I love and appreciate hearing that you don't have to take pills, yeah. <laughs> that,
3: yeah. that it is
0: a broader understanding. Right. You're not, nobody talks to you about how the soma is all connected and the new techniques that are coming out, especially like you fix me, Mm -hmm. obviously a couple of times. Not completely. Not, not
3: completely. completely. <laughs> you know, whole thing. but he
0: started I the road, me. so I was very happy about it. Yeah. So I will say my with my limited experience of Corey, yeah. I have nothing but wonderful things to say. We haven't gotten to your breasts yet. We have not done my titties. yet. Apparently, so,
1: these, that's, that's another thing yeah. now. But yes. I just found out about. I heard a statement today, and my venture ended the night, and the statement really blew my socks off. It was if we can get the mindset of getting away from. Chasing disease to owning mm-hmm. our body and knowing how it works—that you'll see a difference. Yes. Like if we're not chasing it, oh, I, I'm hurting, therefore I take this. This know. is a perfect
2: lead yes. into how we help treat you. Meaning, there's a lot of dialogue around this. Where if you are having trouble with one specific thing, it is an exact lead into how do you feel that in your body? I feel stress and tension here, where in my solar plexus. Great. What else is there? Well, I'm scared. What are you what are you scared about? Well, I'm scared of X. Great. Let's go under that even further. What brought you to this point? I don't know. I can't go there. That's fine. We're gonna stay there. We're gonna work through it. We're gonna hang out. Wow. But it's that process, just like you said, of you have to first be aware of it within yourself. Because most of us have no idea where we are in our bodies a lot of the right. times, right? Energetic awareness is crazy. We're not living in our bodies a lot of the time. So being able a first to just be aware of what is there, right? Learning about it, feeling it, but then knowing what to do to be able to get into your body and to change it, not control it, but be aware enough to be able to go, Oh, this is the thing that I do when I'm starting to do the thing I should, yeah. you know, and yeah. then you go through your process. So it's we teach you how to work through that and to be able to learn your body in a way that then you can self-treat. Well, and not to run away from your body. Exactly.
0: And to understand, I think that most of us don't live in our body so much because right. that yes. is where we hold our trauma. It's, it's a scary sure. place. For sure. And right. then not for having sure. that... Cause so that technique of where are you in your body? Where are you feeling? It, that is something that I coach to my clients mm-hmm. because they don't understand the somatic intertwining of sure. what's going on. So it's always very important of, okay, well, is your chest tight? Is your throat tight? Are your hands sweaty? What are you feeling right now? Right. And don't be scared. Yes. We get so scared because we don't We don't know. We don't know how to live in our
2: body. Right. And then they add pain. Yep. On top of it. To add to that, we would be doing a technique pertaining to whether it's a symptom that you're feeling or if we're in a particular place. We're doing a technique as we're going through the dialogue. So sometimes you need to feel the scared. Having a safe place to rage if you need to, to cry if you need to, to fall on the floor in a pile of sweat and And tears. tears. I teach my class to throw tantrums. So then we guide you or follow you. We hold a place of sanctity, really. Sanctity, but safety. safety. Yeah. We stay at the barrier and we wait. We don't push. I I don't like a safety net. That is not the right word. Is it like um, so a safety net kind of like you're there? Yep. But it's also us being engaged with you into your system enough to know when you're ready to go versus when you need to stay. So when you do need to rage or cry or be joyful for the first time because somebody's actually honoring what you've been trying to go through, we are there.
1: Nice. One of the things that my best friend and also Jen and I do is where do you fill in in the body? Like when I'm emotional, which yeah. you know, like every being out there, I'm emotional. And I love it when somebody asks me, where are you feeling it in your body? And that actually helps me focus on where am I feeling it? Why am I feeling it there? I immediately go to my body. I'm like, oh yeah. And then my brain kicks in, in a way, and then helps me like try to figure out what's going on. I love mm-hmm. that. I, let's learn more about How can this help us in our female health? Because that's what we're focusing on this season.
2: We do pelvic floor therapy, both for males and females. We'll talk mainly through-, we'll talk wait, through wait, 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 wait. Now this yep. is where I can come in. Really males? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it turns out both males and females have pelvises. Yes, <laughs> yes, they have a pelvic
0: floor. They yeah, have
2: so a they pelvic do. floor, they do. And there's a lot of dysfunction in men, just as, just as women. Our culture, unfortunately, breeds that. And we are proud to say that we work with men in this way because not very many people do and it's a shame. So much of societal stuff could be changed
0: if we change our voice. So. Yep. So that is a big topic of conversation yep. for Sarah and I quite often yep. of like, we need to support our men better. Absolutely. They need to have, we keep asking men to be this way, be kind, be empathetic, Sure. show me your emotions. And the minute they do, we're like, what the fuck is right. wrong with you? <laughs> I have no container for which this can go into. Right. And now you're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> we shame them back into the same shit. Right. So it's definitely a topic of conversation that we've been in. Yep. I agree if boys were raised like girls yeah we'd be in a different yeah
2: different world right so so, so we yeah. can take that from where we are and we just we do our best moving forward Absolutely. and that's this is part of that right in that everybody needs to be educated on all the things and we need to just speak frankly about it because there is no no amount of denial that this stuff exists that's going to help any of us No. right we have
1: props people we have <laughs> look at that I'm so excited We're going to edit this video for Patreon so you can see the props and our beautiful faces Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for the first time.
2: I know, I'm excited about that. Yes, I am. So this is a pelvis. This is the female pelvis. So if you're listening, you can imagine that... If you were to put your hands on top of your hip bones, that would be on top of what we call the iliac crest. If you bring them all the way to the small of your low back, that's at about L4, L5 is here, sacrum of course, and then the tailbone down at the end. Okay. If you run your hands on the backside of your bum all the way down to your tailbone, you're gonna be right in your crack, right? all the way down to tailbone. If you just come off to the side, it's gonna be the ischial tuberosity. That's your sits bones. These are where your hamstrings originate. Okay. Come back to the front, pubic symphysis, pubic bone in the front. Just on the inside of that is your bladder and then the uterus. And then of course, rectum is gonna be kind of right behind. If we remove
1: those, With or without props. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy there's props. (laughs) My brain can actually hold on to this. (laughs) No, for sure. Exactly. And this is
2: exactly what we do with our patients because people don't know. We don't know our own anatomy, like quite, quite literally. There's so much Most that people talk physiology have. or biology and like Maybe high, school, in high school. But then even then, there's, that, yeah. no, there's no human anatomy stuff. So if we're looking inside the pelvic bowl, there's three holes for women, right? The rectum, the vagina, and the urethra. If we look at it from the bottom, then of course, rectum. Vagina, urethra. So uh-huh. you were talking in one of your previous bo- podcasts about knowing all of your parts, right? So then we've got the labia minora and then majora. And then these are the pelvic sling muscles that are on the bottom that you can also see when we're looking at it from the have, inside. Uh, oh, I wish yes. you had an in there. I know, I know. Because it's massive.
0: It's massive. People
3: don't understand why it
0: wraps around.
2: It's so beautiful. It's like a butterfly. Yes, it is. It is. So, talk about mirroring. The butterfly is a mirrored object within our body. The pelvis being the main one. Okay. Okay. Glitterous is going to be another one, the jaw, bone. And then the sphenoid bone is also shaped as a butterfly. So we have these huge structures within our system that are mirrors of each other. Therefore, pretty easy to deduce. If one is dysfunctional, you're likely going to have dysfunctions in the others. So that's also where we talk about. Oh, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. like clicks. Okay, there goes the brain. It's totally clicking in. Of course, I have sinus issues and I also have this issue. Oh, yes. wow. Wow. Okay, wait a minute. You're blowing my brain. Sorry. I know. Okay, that totally makes... Oh, wow. That makes sense. You feeling better? You ready? Yes, to Yes, I'm feeling better. My okay. brain is just like in overdrive. <laughs> that is amazing just thinking about it. Wow. That
2: possibility
1: alone should awaken everybody to
2: go, what the fuck, man? What else is there? Right. What are the possibilities that I can heal myself, that I can change? They are endless and there's no
1: reason to think that it's otherwise. It's, it's pretty fucking awesome. It is. Oh my awesome. God. Oh, yes. It. Yes. Yes. Thank you for this beautiful, wonderful body of ours. Yes. Oh. Yes, exactly. It is beautiful and, and meant to be honored. Right? Right.
2: Uh, hip socket, and not no, And not ashamed. Exactly. So yes. when we're okay. looking at the muscles that are inside the pelvic bowl, Uh This is a space that most people don't understand has a huge impact on the stability of the body. As you saw, the three organs that we have here in our little model, we're sitting here, but then we have the intestinal system that sits here. So within this space comes the ability, the pelvic bowl space comes the support from the base of the body system, meaning that if the pelvic bowl itself is not doing well, Everything else is going to fall or be compressed or be twisted and rotated or impacted in some way based on what's happening within the pelvis. So, the pelvis is a huge holder of right. all things emotions. Oh, yeah. Stuff that we don't want to deal with. It's a great place to hide things. So, my butt. Your butt. My butt. <laughs> that holds so much. Tension.
0: Tension and stress. I know that's a stress holder for me for sure. Absolutely. The minute my tailbone and my lower back. Yeah. And then my hips get tight or whatever. Well,
2: you've experienced that with me. So within that, when we're looking at if this is L4 and 5 just sitting right above the sacrum here, you know, certainly spine is going to have a whole set of issues in and of itself. But the pelvis is attached to the spine. So a lot of spine issues are coming from the pelvis and vice versa. So that's how they have to be treated all together. But when we're looking again at the inside of the pelvic bowl, there's sling muscles that are holding, basically holding us kind of like this in a, like, uh, a, cup, like a cup. So one cup stacked on top of another cup. There's layers hips of hips. these little cups that are holding the tension in the pelvic bowl. What happens a lot of times is that we end up getting restrictions. This is the inside of the hip. This is obturator internus. It's one of the major rotators of the hip joint but it is in the pelvic bowl so if you have hip stuff and nobody's ever addressing what's happening on the inside then we're missing a huge component of hip stability hip mobility pain producer where is that pain coming from well my pain's all on the outside of the hip well yeah probably because things are twisted or tight or some impact from the internal aspect of the pelvic bowl is contributing to external pain. Part of our evaluation is an internal assessment and then treatment of these places that are giving you trouble. Pain in any of these places can cause dysfunctions of any kind. Pain and tightness of the pelvic bowl itself can create incontinence issues. It can create painful intercourse. It can create painful orgasm. Sometimes people don't have pain with intercourse, but they can't orgasm or they have pain afterwards. Pain or restrictions with bowel movements, decreased hip mobility, low back pain, a whole host of injuries and maladies that we all have or experience that we think might be normal. Menstrual pain, PMS issues, cysts, all you the I'm at you. <laughs> I only have one left. One ovary. One ovary left. Well we'll go to your bed <laughs> tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those injuries, maladies, pains diagnoses that we all get all have a huge to do with whether or not the pelvis itself is flexible and movable and open and able to tolerate the activities of daily life which you know wow. is pretty incredible
0: i think this is a good spot to lead in with what you helped treat me for that oh, night so i yes, have had a myriad of issues i've had a hysterectomy i had very cysty ovaries. I've kept one ovary just because I'm young and they didn't want to slam me into mm-hmm. menopause just quite yet, which turns out that one also has cysts on it too. So I'm guessing have guess to what we have to do, guess that. Guess we to do so. But I also have problems <laughs> with like sciatic on and off. It's really bizarre. And I was in massive pain one day. It was a couple of years ago now yeah. and just threw it out like Somebody tell me something. Is there anybody that can help me? I might even have been like, I need some muscle relaxer yeah. or something. Because oh, I was yeah. just, I'm in terrible pain. Oh, no. And Corey was like, hey, come over. So my husband and I go over to Corey and her husband's house and she's like, I'll come treat you. And so she's treating me externally. And then all of a sudden she's like, okay, now it's time for the inside. And I was like, yeah, what,
2: what do you mean? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Inside. And she's like, yeah, I knew that she was, you know,
1: fine with it. I was like, listen, this is what we're going to do. And she's like, that's really, I'm like, oh, a thousand percent. So just for the ones that don't understand what happened, what did, how did she get inside so, well, yes. it's, it's mm-hmm. much like it's a pelvic, you know, it's an exam, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. It was all very
0: sterile, yes. very taken care of, very professional. Yes, uh, I even put a towel over put it. Put a towel over me yeah. and everything. But we're also, people were also very good friends. And yes. She also knows that as all you do now that you listen to (laughs) the myriad of experiences that i've had and i'm very open and i don't give a shit. so it it still surprised me because i guess i just never put them together and so she literally walked me through the pelvic exam and so it was the insertion of the fingers and the walking it down on the so if i'm laying on my back it was straight in and then pushed down towards the the bed yep. and then walking her fingers just basically around my pelvic cavity,
2: looking for the muscles that were bound up. And so I will show, will yep. you show where yeah. it was? So with the exam and this is what we do. If you're coming in for this treatment and you, have let's say your OB is referred to you or you've already had pelvic floor work done, maybe you've had pelvic floor PT already done in another place and you just, for whatever reason, you're here and you're ready to go. We'll start with a pelvic exam, but most of the time we don't on the first visit. We got to kind of warm people up to it, right? Because we want you to understand the process of this and that there is a time and a place to doing internal work. It's not for everybody and some people will never get there and that's okay. But sometimes it's very necessary and the way that we do it, of course, is very professional when we do it we end up we with a female we'll go in through the vagina but we will also do the rectum depending on what the issue is particularly with tailbones. obviously with uh, male pelvises we do through the rectum i would i would suspect
1: suspect that that's the only place it is get in there that way i know they're sounding but it doesn't sound like it'd be fun (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard like literally it's emotionally hard anybody who's gone through any type of abuse situation in any capacity it knows it's a hard place to get into energetically and physically depending on the circumstance and that's one of the other things that we talk through is your traumas sexual traumas abuse traumas emotional stuff because unfortunately and as you'll talk about in your next podcast it's pretty common and so it's yeah it is one of the things that we are very sensitive to and very caring and compassionate about in that nice. people need help and it's yeah. the only way to to do it a lot of times is to just get in there yeah so, <laughs> so typically we start with one finger and we do a sweep as jenna was describing so we'll come into the vagina and for me it's typically My middle finger because it's longer, so I can reach further. And typically, I'll have you on your back. Maybe your legs are supported with pillows. I might be sitting on the table with you. I might be sitting off to the side. I might be standing. But then we do an external assessment first and touching a lot of these external places because this is still the pelvic floor it's just from the outside so the perineum can be really tender anybody that's had an episiotomy anybody with childbirth experience these restrictions are going to be hard and painful so a lot of times we'll touch first externally to kind of palpate and see what is painful are the lips painful is the clitoris painful if somebody's coming in with chronic UTIs and any type of external pain, chronic yeast infections. Those are all signs and symptoms that there's likely something going on with the external portions in addition to internal portions. Check all of that with Jenna. Of course, we just went right for it. Uh, (laughs) 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 You knew what your problem was. It's the sciatic nerve. (laughs) That's right. We had a direction for sure. (laughs) So then we'll come in uh, into the vagina and we'll go... Straight in very slowly because the entrance is also important for us to understand. Because right. if you're having pain with intercourse, maybe you can't even get the penis in or the toy or your finger, whatever it happens to be. There's a lot of evaluation that comes from just getting into the space right and a lot of people have the emotional stuff happen before we even get there and that's exactly what we want we want you to feel release really? because so many of us don't feel this stuff because we can't because trauma has led us to a point where we can no longer deal we shut it mm-hmm. up So part of this may be that we only do external stuff for the first session or two or three or however long it takes. But then as things calm down and as you're doing self-treatment at home and we're working on the external restrictions that might be present in other places, as things calm down, then maybe we're able to go in and we're able to do more work. Once we're actually coming in, I'm feeling what's happening as I'm entering, you are feeling what's happening to you as I'm coming in and we're talking back and forth. Is this painful? Do you feel this anywhere else? We pause, we wait, we kind of hold, and then we'll start that sweep. So coming into the vagina, as we start to come in, we're gonna be palpating all through the bottom of the pelvic floor to the inside of the hip, to the top of piriformis through the bottom of the posterior pelvic floor through tailbone, pushing into the rectum from the vagina, pushed down, and that was pushing down towards the table. That's also where the perennial tightness and pain can be. It's quite literally a circular assessment of what's painful, what's hurting, what's causing your symptoms. And then as we feel where you are and what's happening pain wise, We stop, we wait, and we wait. The thing about myofascial work, fascia takes typically two minutes before it starts to let go. So it is not a repetitive type of massage or stroke. It is a compression or a pressure over time. Then we come in and we hold and we wait, or it's a traction. The longer we wait, the longer the tissue has the ability to start to let go. If somebody is having a trauma release of some kind, we're not just going to go and bust through and do things rapidly. We're going to sit and we're going to wait until that is complete. And it may not be complete for a little while, but we wait and we hold and we wait and then we soften and we see where the tissue restrictions go. So instead of us forcing that system, we're going right up to the barrier and we're waiting and we wait. So with Jenna, it was that internal hip muscle that we were talking about earlier that was really pissed off and it was hard and painful and hot and hot it was hot yes so So she is
0: she is uh, professionally fingers deep. Yes, uh, yes. And then she has found the the point. Yep. And so this is the barrier that she's talking about. And then literally with finger pressure, this is the weight, right? Yes. So it's And a, it's mild. It's like, extreme. yes, it wasn't painful. Yep. It was lots of dialogue between Corey yep. and I. How does this feel? Where does this blah, blah, blah. Okay. This is what I'm feeling for you. So that was that, the hot thing like struck mm-hmm. me immediately. I was like, wish me hot. Like, is that, is that just like <laughs> yeah. It's. So hot right now. It was, off a lot of it was heat. an awful lot of heat. Yeah. I got to and and literally it was just Corey like fingers deep, just no. sitting there waiting, pressing, no. giving it the pressure, and not not rushing and not and she made herself comfortable. I was like, oh, this is gonna be this is no. we're really gonna I be and we were. <laughs> so it was it's it's an up close and personal experience for Corey, <laughs> more than for us. but yes
2: looking down on you. Yes. Yes. yes,
0: But it was very it was very comforting. For women it's gonna be no different than a pelvic exam with the exception of yeah. the how time. long. And the education and the that you education get that you it. get at the same <laughs> time. You know, right. so right. that's the actually really nice thing was to be taught what is going on, what she's feeling, what she's looking for, how these tissues are interconnected, how it's great that I can have my sciatic, because I think I just had it worked on yeah. two days before exterior. and then it cracked off and again it's like I'm just dying and it was on the inside and uh, once it was done on the side I haven't it was
2: not a problem on the outside so one of the nice things was that her hubby is so loving and helpful and wanted to yes. help so I taught him what to do and this is actually what we do also at the clinic is we do partner treats if your partner is willing and able and happy to help we bring them in and we teach how to partner treat mm-hmm. so your hubby knows now how to do that a thousand that
0: this is what that looks like Corey came in and taught him him how to treat that specific spot for me on both sides, how to gently come in, how to do the sweep, how to find the spot, what you're looking for, how to press and hold and wait. And literally at night, this is what the sexy time will look like. My husband will turn on the TV on the wall, sitting up with his back on the head headboard. headboard. Yeah. He gets comfortable because he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. So <laughs> I literally on my back, slide up with my ass into his... Yes, into his lap, kick my legs out so my knees are up and I'm open Open. and I'm relaxed. And he will literally do the same thing that Corey does. He will sweep in, he will find a part where it's hot or tension or whatever. He will hold it until it releases. And the whole time I'm watching TV upside down, he's watching TV right side up. Okay, hold on.
2: Now we need to turn the TV off. (laughs) <laughs> no, not well. he can, watch, can TV. watch TV. You, I want you in that meditative mind. I don't think I do watch TV. Okay. So
0: I'm glad that you said that because I do. It is like that moment where I'm just kind of breathing and focusing yes. in on my in and out. Yes. Good. And it's weird to watch TV anyway. I'm not,
2: yeah. No, it's more for him than for me. I will be honest. But yes, so then, thank you for saying that. Yes. So then that's the piece of this that we teach you and we continue to do in treatment. Is it your mental energy? coming from the inside is what makes the change. I can do all I can from the outside, but if your head is not in that mental mindset Mm -hmm. meditative mindset or energetic mindset where you're getting into that space physically emotionally spiritually if you are not doing that it's not going to matter how much you said that because i do i don't think i do like i'll look and see what he's
0: watching every once in a while but i'm definitely more focused but i am also comfortable being in my body i mean that's the point that we need to yeah reiterate again is that most people that's a big aspect of you guys teaching this to people too, is how to remain in that moment while the partner's doing whatever you need to be focusing
2: on your inside and, Again, that's not, not something that people are used to doing. No, it's it's a rare thing when you can have a partner that really is patient and loving and wants to help you in that way. Because it's a that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. It's a lot. My husband's I, I, awesome. I think we've all said that. Well, yeah. yes. Yes. We have said that. What I think is funny about this particular story that we're talking about, the him helping was Jenna and her husband came to a party. And it was funny because she said, oh, yeah, I had a really bad morning. My husband had to help me with my sciatic nerve. And I'm like, what? How did he do that? And then she was telling me about how what she was doing. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. For one, I just love the fact that the partner could be part of it.
0: It's an intimacy thing for sure. And it, it, it it helped me a lot. Him just being like, he literally was like, please teach me this. This is a problem for her all the time. And Corey was absolutely. I would love to do that. It oh, was funny that. that your husband was like, "It's not hot, man. It's not hot. Yeah. <laughs> not sexy at all." Just talking, just me right now. We all cracked up about That's that. That's why the TV's
1: on and he's watching sports. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. "Okay, yeah. honey, uh, yeah. I'm in yeah. there." <laughs> well,
2: what's important about this is that you don't need a partner to do it. We teach you how to do it on your own too. There's special tools that we use. There's several different pelvic wands that we use. And there's a hundred companies out there, so there's all kinds of tools. But what's important is that you learn your own body, you feel your own restrictions, you get into the mental mindset of I am here to come into my body. I'm here to address the things that are happening in that moment in time. And that's what's important about it. Right? Yeah, oh, definitely. I love the fact that, that you were honest about the emotional releases that happen it's with people. It's vital. And so that's what's been, unfortunately, what's happened in our society is that our bodies were segmented in an effort to learn them completely. But within that segmentation is that the emotional, spiritual aspects have been quite literally ripped out of the body. Fortunately, Eastern medicine has taught us for a long time that that's not the case. And I think more people are coming around to the idea of it. But there is no way that you cannot make the association of the emotional spiritual impact of issues that we have in our lives and how the body the body is just a physical representation of your spirit if you are having spirit troubles you're having body troubles so making that correlation is huge and again most of us have lived in somewhat not even denial but we just weren't taught the connections yeah, I and that. no and if you look at kids are the embodiment of that they are open and
3: curious
2: curious and loving willing to fail all the things right and through our societal and familial habits and actions it is taught out of us you can't do that you shouldn't cry here don't say that And we get to that teenagehood when we go through puberty and we're like, what the fuck is happening with my body? Because now we're so disconnected that we don't understand. And then we go into the rest of our lives with this disconnect and religion and spiritual things, the way that we're taught aside, because that's a whole separate conversation. If we don't have somebody to help us or we aren't able to connect back into ourselves, then we stay disconnected. How many of us are walking around disconnected because we no longer understand that spirit is connected to our body? That's what we're trying to instill. And that's how we start to make permanent changes with our pain.
1: I remember I had gone to my first per se, holistic healer, and she was into energy work, but I hadn't met her. My mother got a gift card and we went to this workshop and it was on oils, just essential oils. Yeah. I didn't know how powerful essential oils can be. Oh, I love them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do too. I have tons of them and I make my own. But <laughs> I, the reason why I'm bringing it up is that she was teaching this class and what she wanted us to do was put some oils on the pad of our finger uh, between yeah. the thumb and the index and rub an oil in there. And while we're doing it, we do an affirmation but she did something which you brought to my mind she Mm -hmm. said pay attention to your body which i was so disconnected from my body i'm like why am i paying attention to my body it's here i got feet down there head up here whatever we're all sitting in a room and and we're rubbing the spot and all of a sudden i'm paying attention to my body as we're doing the affirmation i felt this huge like knot in my belly right about my uterus release Oh. And it was the most powerful movement I've ever felt in my body to that date. I've had similar situations, but I remember simply by rubbing the pad, saying the affirmation and focusing on my body helps open up mm-hmm. my body. And I wanted more. I was hungry for more of it. Yeah, and that was, my God, I think I was in my early 30s. <laughs> Long time ago, people. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, that what you were saying totally resonated with me in the fact that those connectivities from one part to the other, focusing Ooh. on the body, the fact we're disconnected. And in what point do we have the awakening that we start to realize about our body? I love it. What can we do from here? I I this? Talk before we do that, though.
0: Yes. So. Unless you have anything finishing moves on that one, let's <laughs> talk about dense breast <laughs> tissue. You guys all remember that we did a breast cancer awareness podcast not that long ago, and one of the things that Sarah also lost her socks over and blew her mind was yes. this dense breast tissue. Mm, I, um, did a little bit more research. I just wanted to say also that fifty to sixty percent of women have dense breast tissue, and it's also yeah higher likelihood of cancer. So, I did want to bring that up. I'm so glad that I happened to mention that to Corey or you listened to that podcast. And she was like, oh my God, the thing about your breasts, I have more information. This is what we do. I wanted to get that in there too.
2: Yeah. All right. So no, and no. one of the things you had said on that podcast was how do they do mammograms with implants? Yes. yes. And I can tell you it is very painful. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no>. See? <laughs> yeah. we have to do that. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of squishing and prodding and pulling and separating from the implant. So is yours sub muscle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's two types. There's over and under. Yep. Yours is and under. under. And I am not big to start with. I've got I was a double A. And so my literal breast tissue is quite small. And so the act of them moving it and separating it to a certain degree to get the implant picture and then the breast tissue picture is painful. Yeah, I can't, Sarah and I realized
0: that (laughs) we probably had it better
1: Because of that, right? right. So, okay. Well, we have been educated from a. uh, There you go. From a double A that has an
2: implant. They will be coming out sometime. They will. uh, You do. Nope, nope. They are coming out to to be gone no more. To be
0: all you and all me. Is there there a reason?
2: So, for me, it's a great question actually, because it can lead into some of this stuff that we're going to talk about for the rest. I have had chronic rib restrictions for. 20 something years and my implants have been in now for 16 so was my restriction there before the breast implants probably have my breast implants made them more pronounced i don't know one of the things though that we treat and especially with the breasts the breast tissue is all fascia there is no muscle Mm -hmm. tissue right so we've got glands and we've got fascia and fat all of that sits on top of the rib cage. So you can feel into the rib cage and the restrictions of the ribs, the shoulders, the neck, the back, diaphragm, when you pull on the breast or when you compress the breast. Way that we treat a lot of chest restrictions is via the breast tissue. When we're talking about the breast, and this is something you guys can both do and we'll just talk through it. We're looking at how do we manipulate the tissue to get a compression, and a distraction or a stretch or just a compression. We also work with patients who have had all kinds of breast surgeries and that was one of the Breast Friends organization is an organization that we work through and with. They are an awesome organization in town who supports and help patients who have been through and are currently undergoing breast cancer treatment. We've seen a number of folks from there, which has been awesome. It's a really great way to reach out to the community because that is a community of folks that need a lot of love, you know? When we're looking at dysfunctions of the breast, Some of the things you had talked about, Jenna, were cysts. Dense tissue and cysts are something that can cause pain. Obviously, any surgery that you've had in the chest can cause pain and tightness and dysfunction. More clearly, if you've had a mastectomy or if you've had any type of surgical procedure that that has either removed portions of the tissue or created long or big scars, even small scars, we can manipulate all of that tissue to help open up that system via the breast, into the chest, the rib cage, and all those structures that we'd mentioned before. So one of the techniques that we'll teach patients, and this is something that we'll do in session right. is, so ladies, take your mm-hmm. right hand palm and put it on the outside of your right breast. Mm-hmm. And you want to get as much of that tissue as you can, because remember yeah. how you had said you, your, some of your lymph node stuff in your armpit. Yeah. You want to get as much breast okay. so tissue as you up. can okay. and you end up being on your skin, right? Because you want traction. And that's the other thing about this technique. We don't use a lotion. It's all skin on skin it's the compression and traction of the skin that starts to create the electrical transmission between me and you this is how we start to actually create an electrical charge so if you want to get into the scientific stuff palm on the outside of your right breast and then your left palm on the inside of that right breast. What you're going to do is a really mild compression until you start to feel just a little bit of resistance. If it hurts, you don't crank into it, sure. just okay. mild resistance. And then you can either stay there or you can start to pull away from your chest wall. So it should be comfortable. It can be full hand. It can be more the heels of your hand. You can get a full grip. So you have larger Yes. Yeah. So you should be. Yep, exactly. So you should. Exactly. So you should be able to compress. Maybe it's the whole thing, but you're trying to get at the base of the breast.
1: Right. Compressing and then just a real mild pull or distraction away. And so when you have tenderness, like, for instance, my nipples are tender when I do that. Yes. What does that say?
2: Yes. So that would say depending. So this is the other thing. Yeah. If you need a medical evaluation to clear out all of the things. If you do have clogged ducts, if you do have an infection, if you are currently undergoing some type of treatment, obviously all of that needs to be cleared first by the doc. But when we're talking about pain and restrictions and things that we know can be helped with this work, and this isn't going to irritate or maybe irritate, exacerbate exacerbate the condition, then we can do it. If your nipples are just quote unquote painful. Right. Then you start with the techniques that are working in and around the breast, and then you start to get in closer towards the nipple itself. The nipple has fascial ties and restrictions, just as any other tissue would. Then you would come around with your fingertips and you would start to collect the outside of the nipple from about the areola towards Uh the nipple, and you would compress into the tissue grasp just slightly and maybe you pull or maybe you push, depending on how it feels. Some people need more compression, right? If it hurts, we go easy because it's sensitive tissue. But it also likely means that there's stuff that we need to work on restrictions within the actual structures of the breast. There's several other techniques. You can go up and down, you can pull, you can compress, but those are the things that we end up talking about. I also like doing stretches where I'm cupping the breast and then adding a shoulder stretch or adding a thoracic twist or or whatever it happens to be. So just knowing that you can treat the breasts and that there's a lot of stuff that we hold in our chests having the ability to work through some of those restrictions is amazing
0: yeah it's interesting that you are giving us this is the professional way to do it right. when, when i have these moments of this intense breast pain yes i literally will have my husband the helpful yes. wonderful man that he is i will have him come up from behind grab them both yeah and actually press in yeah but squeeze really hard yeah for me it's kind of like I, I like the pain. It's almost like you know should when be you, a good pain. It is. Yeah. You know when you hit your thumb really hard and you're like, oh, shit, and yeah. you push, and you push it it up, on it. Yeah. That's the same feeling that I get on my breast. And then he'll hold me from behind, compress me into him. Yep probably lift them up a little bit, push them yeah. in, and then he squeezes. And then if I want, I tell him to do the wrinkly finger, which is just moving yeah. his fingers around. Sure.
2: So it's a lot like, and it, it encompasses is. all of that anyway. So, so then interesting thing. So then what you would do is instead of, you would hold it longer, and you would have him do skin on skin. You want to hold it two to five minutes. Okay. So if he can, again, get comfortable, but the time and the skin on skin, Connection is what's going to start yeah. to make the magic. So it happen. generally is skin on skin because yeah.
0: that at that point they can't wear a bra yeah. or any of that stuff. But I, the duration yeah. for sure. I know his hands get tired. Yeah. It, it is it's quite a physical thing. And yeah. you're trying to do this in a proper way while not hurting your partner right. while also maintaining definitely you need to give them some special treats when they're done, when they're <laughs> so <picking up> like <laughs> to you. The two to five minutes. And it's not like he cares anyway. He just gets to touch my boobs for two, you know, two to five minutes. That's fine. It's really good
1: for him. It's good for everybody. It's good for the soul. <laughs> Who doesn't like to touch boobs for two to... I like to touch mine. Okay, not that long. I like touching boobs too. i to us be honest. <laughs> mom, that's, it's all good. But
2: part of that is the motherly aspect of things as well. We as women don't get to be honored a lot of times in that way. It's either sexual or it's sexual. <laughs> Yeah. Or it's sexual. Well, or it's right. pre-
0: reproductive. Right. Or pre- it's right. right. It's one so, of the two. There's yeah. no in between. It is I am these are my toys. Right.
2: Or it is you are a food food source. these are food source yeah. and there's not a lot. You're very correct. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to be honored in that way and having somebody else Lovingly touch your breasts in an effort to heal is an entirely different experience. I think I would cry. Exactly. And so that's just it. The emotion that you're holding in I your breast. So let's talk about what assist means energetically. Assist means you're
1: holding on to shit.
2: They are little shit
1: pockets. Yeah. That's not oh my enough. God. I love how you say that. Oh, wow, yeah. it is. It's just shit that's floating around and gets hard. And if you now, again, cancer aside,
0: medical I am system, all, like, like, all of my right. stuff. I don't fuck
2: around with your yep. stuff and I am never going to say to you I can fix this and it's not cancer that is not that's not a thing but you kind of have to come at it from okay if it isn't cancer even if it is why am I holding on to this stuff? What is happening? If I need to cry, what is that about? So yes, please cry. And then let's get down into it. What does that make you feel like? What are you feeling when that emotion comes up? I'm feeling loss. Good. Where does that loss come from? I'm feeling X, whatever it happens to be. But cysts are our energetic way to hold on to shit. We can't let it go for some reason, for whatever
0: no trauma at all, at all in my life. No, <laughs> I am fine. Right? So I have twenty-three shit pockets in my lab, <laughs> and, <laughs> and
3: it's
0: all stuff that I'm carrying around. The first connection I've made like that. Yeah, my turn to be mind blown. Yeah, I know, hell, and her face oh, is priceless. So. Very yeah. important. I'm tired of. I'm tired of it anyway. And it's never so that's the frustrating thing. This is the wonderful thing about you and this conversation versus the frustrating alternative. Not alternative, because it is a necessity. It is a necessity. However, none of this is ever discussed. Right. I have to go in before I had my hysterectomy, I was every six months I had to go in my cap because of my issues. Right. My breasts have been along for that journey the entire time. Right. And because of my dense breast tissue also, my mammograms <laughs> are more frequent than right. would be normal. And it's just like, well, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. No, which is great, which is surgical then yes. the other way is like, okay, we can surgically remove these. We can do it. We just, we got to watch it. And the stress and the strain yeah. that it manifests in me, of course, knowing that they're cysts and knowing that that's what they are. Yeah. But that they cause so much pain that they make me, I can't, I'm a very affectionate person. Mm-hmm. I can't be affectionate when my breast tissue is that bad. Yeah. It puts a wall up. Yeah. Because my husband's used to one way, and then I'm like, don't fucking touch me. So then we talk
2: about the wall. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, and we're not God. fucking through it. We can't All fuck through it. Is right what you're
0: now. saying? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah it there is, is a lot of emotion i'm sure you have read it. body keeps War. yeah. body keeps it okay War. is it not yeah. the most amazing book so that is that is this work that's this work yeah i just finished it for the second time oh good job yes and i every time i listen to it i figure it out more. Nice. Especially in how I do my coaching. I include breath work in my coaching. Yes. I include the somatic part of all of that too where I have a very good technique of helping my clients get into their body, of naming their body parts. That's a really powerful Mm -hmm. one for us where it's, these are my arms. Reclamation. Reclamation of your body. This is my chest. This is my whatever. And it's always amazing to me no matter who I do that with, there is always is one body part that inspires crying mm-hmm. and it is a wonderful release and it is mm-hmm. it's powerful I do it every time I always want my clients to, to know that I go with them mm-hmm. so I always do that for them yeah. first me personally and so they can see where my trigger points are mm-hmm. mine's a lot with the throat mm-hmm. or the mouth and it's because I have not felt heard I don't yeah. feel validated I don't feel things, seen yeah, things you can't say things, things that you can't say all that stuff gets stuck all of it. Yeah. In your mind. In your fashion. Yeah. And unless apparently in my boobs. Yep. And your are going to have
1: to. yep, yep. We're going to have to figure out this. Oh. <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> have either one of you read The Woman Code by Elise Vidi? Vidi? I don't know. What's it about? Oh. it's about the perfect, perfect your cycle analyze your fertility supercharge your sex drive and become a powerful source i was listening to it today to prepare for this because they talked about it on a couple about the pelvic wall and whatnot and she just blew me away in the first two about the hormones the imbalances Uh, uh, what they're there for what they're warning us about it's really powerful one i haven't got through it i'm only like two chapters in unfortunately i love that though so hormones
2: yes ovaries testes Thyroid, right? Pituitary. So guess where those hormones? they Yeah. Yes. So when we're in the butterfly regions. Yep. In the butterfly region. So when we're looking again at places that we hold restrictions and have consistent issues, patterns, whatever, if that pituitary gland right behind your eyes in that sphenoid, if the sphenoid is not balanced and moving well because the pelvis is not balanced and moving well, then why would we expect our ovaries and testes to do their job? again right. that whole system has to work together and it's an up and down and an in and out and a, an energetic flow
1: from top to bottom so yeah i'm Chasing sitting up. here analyzing my body and i'm like i have headaches right here i have thyroid issues i yeah. have kidney issues dude yeah. i'm falling yeah. apart from top to bottom <laughs> i'm coming to see except, you <laughs> except that it can be
2: except that it can be
1: changed and yes. that's the beautiful thing about it i love it yeah, I absolutely I, love that. I love learning this. Oh my God. So the week Jenna and I have been talking about doing women's health because of what Jenna has gone through and some experiences that I've been exposed to. And this has changed my view on turning our sexual energy around and how we can make our bodies healthier yeah. naturally or There's, with homeopathics. I
0: love it. Absolutely. I love that there are so many different modalities out there right Absolutely. now that everybody's yes. kind of coming into a, and they're complementary. a yes. lot of them are really a lot of them yeah. are the matica institute that i went to for sex coach aspect of what i do they deal with a lot of people that have been horribly traumatized mm-hmm. in sex and whatever and it's getting them back into their body yeah. and it's getting them comfortable with the emotions and i think there's just so much more out there that we don't that it's just, you go to the doctor, right? And the doctor is the one that that's and they're very necessary. Mm-hmm. It's just my coaching versus therapist. My decision to go coaching is because then I get to share experientially
3: mm.
0: my life. Mm-hmm. Whereas therapy is much more like they're separated right it's a very different exactly approach i love how these are all interconnected like i would never tell a client you don't need a therapist you need me absolutely not if i think you need a therapist you're above my
2: pay grade guess what yeah that's where i'm going to have you go and that's one of the big things that we love to do is to collaborate with other practitioners special work with acupuncture is outstanding right any of the therapies where you're getting into mind-body connection is exactly what we facilitate. But when we need more, we absolutely refer out or we talk with the patient's therapist if they want us to and collaborate because this is one of those times where somebody's having trouble doing one thing. I don't know what yeah, I am happy to refer. Please help me help this person. You know that yeah. the idea of the community again coming to connect is well, that's is it how we're changing.
0: It. That's how we used to be raised. Right. It okay. was a community. It was a village. It was a collective. Right. You didn't just have a mom, you had Many right. mothers, you have many fathers, you have this whole basin yeah. of, of this growth for, for these young people, for all of us. And it's just so separated now. Everybody has their place, everybody has their thing, everybody does their thing, and it's not that interconnection anymore. Fortunately, that's changing.
2: It and is changing. Topics like this, it's the fact that people are willing to step out of their norms and their belief systems and starting to look elsewhere because what has happened in the past is no longer working. We are changing it and this is the change. And that is absolutely something to be positive I about. I love that we're a part of it. I love that I've
0: had the experience with you. I love that we get to talk about it. Yeah. I love that. I love I, the fact I get to go do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I did want to talk about really quick because we did skip over. Th- I know that this is like mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do mail, please. please. Sure. I, I'm all about yeah. mail. Men need to get down with their buttholes. I'm just
2: going to say that. There's (laughs) so many wonderful things for them in there. That's true. (laughs) the most frequent referral I've seen is difficulty with urination so urologists sending us the gentlemen that they don't know what else to do things for so So like you said gone through the doctor through the doctor not prostate cancer not this not that doctors like please "Please come help me Okay. which is great so urologists do there is a point when it becomes clear that it is a pelvic floor issue whether it is male or female with men we will see Urinary and fecal incontinence. We will see dribbling, the inability to What's dribbling. Dribbling. So after they have urinated, it dribbles. Oh, okay. I know that so, well. yeah. <laughs> so instead of it being a, a solid Low. stream, yeah, right. it dribbles. It partially comes out. Maybe it stops. They have to stop. They have to relax. Then a more will come out. So it's that process of the urine not coming all the way out in one complete stream. Erectile dysfunction trouble with ejaculation, whether it's premature or not happening, or there's retrograde ejaculation where the semen actually comes back up into the body instead of it being expelled. <laughs> this is what happens after you've been talking for a while. I just love that it. it's <laughs> not just me. It's not. <laughs> All, and then, of course, pain, perineal pain, that taint area, right? That space between the, the anus and the... I think the way they say it is taint your scrotum, taint your bottom. Yes, exactly. Taint. Taint either. Scrotal pain, sciatic or radiating pain into the scrotum, hip pain radiating into the groin, all of the pains and the things that can happen within the pelvis for men. Once all the things have been cleared from a medical standpoint, we're looking at the pelvic floor. We're looking at the hips. We're doing everything else. It's exactly the same. But I can tell you that there are a lot of very hurt boys that have turned into men that don't know how to function and have never been told that it's okay to cry, that they never were able to get through their traumas, that they... Could not be open. They don't know how to be emotional. They were cut from the time they were little. So, how else would you expect a man to? Well, they're taught anger and violence. Exactly. That's it. Those are the two things that you can do anger and and violence. And sex. Yeah. When you take a look at it from that angle and you start working with somebody and you do internal work just like we would with the, the female pelvis and it's it's really powerful stuff to be able to work with a male patient and give them the space to be something and experience something that they've never been able to in their, it's in their a life. massive request for vulnerability and like, so in a lot of that again we do as much external stuff as we can until we. it's
1: like all right do, do we, we have got, the bond yeah is the bond there Yep, yeah, we got to yeah here we go sorry yeah. sorry about it but this is what we got to do so I'm thinking of my partner and all of his, I don't want to say ailments, but you like out of the list you were talking about, I think he hits like eight of the 10 yeah. <laughs> doctors on some of it. And I, and he's been cleared on the, all that other stuff. So I'm like going, wow, maybe he should go in. I don't think there's a mentioned. maybe. I yeah, think he, that it's definitely should. something it's that everybody. he would benefit from. Yeah, And, well,
0: totally. and regardless of like... Where he lands on that spectrum, even other
1: areas of his body, get yep, him in there. Well, it would be, and it would be interesting to film it. I'm just kidding. Can <laughs> uh, oh. we oh. film this? Oh, I want to oh. see this. <laughs> Only if you do it for him. Yeah. <laughs> I would. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's totally very
2: Unfortunately, our others have us as <laughs> yeah. the others, and
0: they're like, shit. <laughs> I know she'd do it, but I really don't want uh, she, to. <laughs> (laughs) I I think that there's a lot, there's a lot to be, it's so, uh, man, we continue to talk to you about the beauty that is you and the unfair set of circumstances that you were presented from to be raised without emotion, without being able to have that ability to communicate. There's so many things. Yeah. You know, and it does wrap up. And then the toxic masculinity that is imposed upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even, even if, if it's not there. Even if it's not there. And there's a lot of sexual stuff mm-hmm. that's good in places that uh you guys are taught as yeah. you know, you're you're gay or you're this or yeah. you're that. And that's just certainly not the case. Right. So education does a well. lot of education needs to happen. And yeah, I applaud any and all men that are going and yeah. I definitely will be talking to my clients about some stuff yeah. and, and seeing if I can't get
2: them going that way, too. Well, it's, it gives you just a different, again, perspective and understanding yeah. from the physical side of things, because you obviously are doing the emotional, spiritual connection. That and is, so, yeah. Now that you got some awareness about, you. yeah, I love that. A
0: bit of awareness, not much, but yeah, no, I, I do love that. I appreciate it a lot. I, I do really believe it that. Men need our support. They need more understanding. And they need compassion and kindness and caring. And we need to stop asking for something that we're not emotionally able to yeah. handle. And those are really our issues, right? They are our yeah. issues, but so, we project absolutely. them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Transference is a thing, mm-hmm. which sucks. Yeah. And yes, men, you did hear the pelvic floor is, is through your anus. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be respectful. Nice job. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. I can do it every once in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. The same issue that I had if a man had, that would be where Corey entered that orifice would right. be through the anus and it's the same procedure and and it's just so, massive.
1: You go in and you find the exact same thing as you would, but yeah. you've got to push it a little differently and come around. No. No, totally the same. Yeah. So the male
2: pelvis is just a little more narrow and typically more rigid, right? We have estrogen. And so our tissue tends to be a little bit more pliable. Testosterone hardens things. And so they're broadly stating tissue tends to not be as supple as ours. So that's just one of the things that's a little different. But otherwise, anatomy is the same.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. I just, wow, blown away. Mm -hmm. Blown away by this. I'm signing up for it. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'll be in there crying. I'll bring my own tissue. Please do. Please do. Well, And that's one of the things about our environment is that you will walk
2: in and you will hear somebody emotionally going off in another room. So it it is welcome and we encourage it and we want you to feel like you can unload and leave your stuff at the door. You don't need to carry it anymore. I love this.
0: Also, there was one thing that inspired me to have this conversation as well was the fact that most of us that have had children, yes, and are oh,
1: yes out, sneezing, yeah. and peeing, so that doesn't have to happen. It doesn't. Turns out, oh my yeah. god! Or, or, okay, or the older women like us that yeah. have to wear that have to happen. So, to, for the incontinence throughout the whole yeah. day.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, so that is one of the one of the biggest shining stars in the work that we do is when women come in after having this work done and go, I don't have to wear a pad anymore. I don't have, I'm not leaking. I can run again. I can do the things that I need to do. So the mis- I on a trampoline. I mean,
1: eventually, yes. have <laughs> okay. been on a trampoline recently. It should always be the first question. <laughs> no, but the last time I leaked, so I've never been back on. <laughs> You've not been back, yes, that's understandable. Uh, so one of the misconceptions about the pelvic floor is weakness,
2: and that's always been a thing, right? My pussy has to be tight, pardon right. me, right. non-medical. Uh, that's fine. We're sure for you, that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. that is so not the right thing. It is so dysfunctional to have a tight pussy. I'm telling you, it will be naturally tight as it needs to be with normal pelvic tone. But if you continue to do kegels to tighten your shit up, it will continue to create dysfunction in the pelvic floor. You can't keep doing a bicep curl and expect your elbow and shoulder not to suffer. So it's the same exact thing where the pelvic floor needs to be able to drop and relax then it needs to be able to contract. Most of us are staying high and tight at all times, and none of us are letting go. So we actually are teaching you how to feel the drop, how to let your pelvic floor relax, how to use your breath in that way when you inhale, your pelvic floor should drop when you exhale. Your pelvic floor should rise. Do
0: you know that is exactly how I teach my breath work? Perfect. I teach it Good. in three steps, and it's Good. always the reverse of what everybody else does. Yeah, and you push out, and then you yeah exactly.
2: So that. don't push, but just feel the drop. Feel drop you have to sit yes. on your hand to feel things let go, or you can sit on a pillow, or a little ball, or something if you need some input. And that's one of the things we teach yeah. is. How do you let the pelvic floor relax? Then how do you contract it? And then in that inner space, in that where it's completely relaxed, where it's completely contracted, that's where you want to live. So that it's available to contract when you need it and it's available to let go when you need it instead of staying high and tight all the time. Does
0: the high and tight all the time add to, I would say, anxiety? All of it. Yeah, for sure.
1: I would think that intention. So does that yeah. like trigger the fight and flight reflexes uh, almost like you're yes, staying in yes. that
2: zone? Yes, I didn't go into that, but that is exactly okay. what those that is what the restrictions of the fascial system contribute to is that over exasperation of the fight or flight response, getting things to calm down in any capacity, whether it's your pelvic floor, your chest opening, solar plexus opening up, whatever it happens to be, lets things go so that then you can come back to a neutral state and your brain go, what is happening? I love how much this
0: ties into what I teach. I, I just, yeah. I love how much this ties in. It's yeah. the same thing. I it is. constantly, like, freeze on for me yeah. with all of those emotions, how to get yourself back in. That's a big part of communication is yeah. we all try and push through those moments and we're not in our... You can't push through the barrier. Can't. You need you to can. sit at the barrier. And Relax, go. let it go, walk away. It's a huge thing that I talk about with my couples all yeah. the time of effective Ooh. communication and when you're in your
1: primal brain, yeah. mammalian brain, they're not functioning no No. your rational brain is not able to function what's coming to mind it's almost like the horse whisperer when he sits in the field and he waits patiently for the horse to let go of their shit And come to the man. It's almost, that's almost like we have to do on our own body. And when we're, you have to let go of it, you can't sit there and hold on to it as tight as ever. And then you can walk through or come to the man or come to the situation. When you were saying can't break through, I kept seeing a Mm -hmm. horse in my head. I'm like going, yeah, like the wild animal that will run and run. And and they're so skittery. And Mm -hmm. just imagine we we are also skittery, but we put it in different places in our body. You need to look (laughs) at horse medicine now and see what horse medicine teaches you. Oh, see, I did. I, a long time ago, I got into vitamins and multi-level stuff. <laughs> and one <laughs> of the ones, though, I did learn a lot from them. And, and I love the book, Dead Doctors Don't Lie. I learned the guy that launched this program that we were in, what was seen about him was he started in animal medicine and then crossed over to humans. And he was like telling us the main difference is we don't we treat our animals better than we treat our own body. With the the, the appropriate stuff, and when he said that, and that blew me away. So that's why I think most people need to also understand that it is harder to become a veterinarian than it is a doctor. And most
0: actual aspiring veterinarians do become human doctors because they cannot pull. (laughs) Uh, I'm speaking as somebody who was supposed to be a veterinarian and did all of the information. All the studying, yeah. I didn't yeah. Didn't I, was, I went. I was accepted to Fresno State. I was going animal sciences, and then so basically, I wanted to go to UC Davis. I was from California. UC Davis has a ninety-six percent freshman dropout rate for their veterinary program, <laughs> and so I was like, not doing that. That's a lot of money to immediately lose all yeah. hope and faith yeah. and dreams. Did go to Fresno. <laughs> So, uh, or did not go to Fresno, got accepted and then life changed and never went back. But I'm very happy with what I do now. Yeah. But that is a major thing is that most medical doctors at one point were probably trying to become a veterinarian. Wow. Wow. I hadn't thought they, about that. They, uh, yeah. We not get it. It's much harder. Yes. Animals don't have voices that they can advocate for. So right. you have to do all that stuff. I am super excited about the different new modalities and all of the things yeah. I love that we're coming around to understanding that everything is interconnected. Yeah. I love that people are starting to not take the norm. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a different way. Yeah. And we're
1: finding it and my we're goodness. growing them. Yes. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Hey. And that's the thing I'm learning that I'm not ashamed of my body anymore, but I was. And now I love my body. I mean, even all the little quirky stuff, the fact that I'm short and stubby and round or whatever, but I love all of my roundness. I just absolutely love yes. it. That's the most important part. Right? That's why we started
0: this whole podcast, right? Yes. was to de-shameify and to... Yes. be authentic in, in our journeys and I think that listening to your body and finding other things if you're not connecting with somebody then find something else if mm-hmm. you I, I say this all the time all of my clients I give the free whatever and see if I'm the one for you and I'm mm-hmm. not my thing is let's get you help yeah and if I'm not for you there's somebody else
1: out there I thank you so much for being on the podcast today you changed yeah. my life I guarantee you we'll be seeing you yeah. <laughs> awesome. well thank um, you for having me a joy
0: it's it's been a much pleasure we've been trying to focus this year or this season on health Mm -hmm. and we, we love the tawdry stuff that we talk about. We love sharing stories and we love opening people's minds about different types of relationships and all the other things. But we also feel like we have responsibility to, to go more yeah. and go harder. And you've been a big part of that. So I really appreciate you Absolutely, very much. You do and it's being heard and that's what's even better. I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, yes, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to get this out there to everybody. So as we're ending this episode of awesomeness and information, I will ask you Miss Corey is there anything that you feel like you have like a final whatever
2: the the biggest thing for all of us moving forward is to get treatment get yourself right for you regardless of what that is it doesn't have to be this work but do what you need to do to be connected to you in your body, your spirit uh, your emotional aspect of life it is what will keep us progressing as a society and us moving forward, bringing light into the world. Light is what will change things and light is what we are. So why not let that light get big and shine, do all the things it's meant to do? Oh, my God. God. You, should, you, you should do this more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Can, we
1: have Can we have her back? Please, please. Yeah, she can come back anytime she wants. <laughs> oh, my God. I love her. We'll, we'll make her like our spotlight every now and then. I, I love know, that. That's a way better ending than we, we do, do yeah. ever. So, yeah. I'm a charge for that knowledge. <laughs> I
2: swear. Hey, if you clean that without no. I <laughs> absolutely thought it's on here. Like It's on here. Oh, of course, it's I am not the first one that has said that. So, oh, well, thankfully, thanks. we're passing
0: yeah. down the wisdom. That's right. Right. There, there you go. It. There you go. All right. Well, with, that. Uh, Sarah, did you have anything else? I think I'm good. I think I'm just blown away. So we'll just go with go be good humans. Go be good humans guys. Thank you. Hi guys. Thanks for listening and supporting our podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. And of course on our website at orgasmictourist.com. Please don't forget to help us out by sharing our podcast and leaving a five-star review. As always, you can send us an email with your questions and comments to orgasmicturrist at gmail.com.